Welcome back to Breaking Bowling. This week, we're going to discuss, are your friends real? We'll find out after I hit this music. Joining me this week is Dr. Kimberly Boynton. Kimberly, welcome back to my podcast. Well, thank you for having me back, Tim. I, I love doing this with you. Yeah, I'm excited. And I'm excited about this topic because for the recording right now, it's the holidays. We have a couple of weeks till Christmas. And I want to talk about, should I get that friend a Christmas gift or not? Is that friend a real friend? How do I know I have, I have a fake friend? So hopefully I'm going to pick your therapist advice and we can discover that. Well, uh, I'm going to be real about this. Like I'm still trying to figure out my own fake friends. <laughs> so, and, it, and it's funny that we're talking about this. I just had a patient right before this and he's, he's a high schooler. And so I asked him, I said, what are your biggest challenges right now? And he said that it's frustrating for him because, you know, this generation of the Gen Zers are trying to declare independence. And, you know, although he wants this relationship, you know, he's trying to establish his own independence as, you know, a senior in high school. And so he said what his biggest struggle is, he's been investing, you know, his high school years and and middle school and elementary school years and all these friends but then is now starting to realize like they're not, he's not reciprocating the same things. And so he said he ended up cutting off, you know, a bunch of friends because of the fact that they were coming off as like, you know, fake friends, like they weren't, you know, really there. And I, I've been hearing that a lot. And it's funny, like over the last couple of weeks, and they're from my teenagers that are saying they're cutting their friends off, you know, because they're not getting something from it. So I tell them like, and let's think about this. If you have a circle of friends, these circle of friends are you you have to go around the room and say, hey, you know, am I getting something back in return for this friendship? Because this is my friend circle. But if you're not, then it's really not a circle. It's a cage. What are the red flags that these teenagers see in their so-called friends? One of the teenagers had told me because, you know, he was in a relationship with this girl and you know, when you have this friendship, like at first they're all supportive of it and, you know, they're, you guys are all hanging out together. But then at some point it turned to where it's like, you know, you have this bro romance thing going on in school, right? So you've got like your bros, you go out and do things with, and then all of a sudden you jump into a relationship and now your time gets taken away from. So the guys are like, well, wait a minute. Now all of a sudden they've turned and they're like, yeah, you know, she's not good for you. And then they start talking about, you know, the relationship that you're with. And, and it's not because they don't really necessarily like the girl. It's maybe because of the fact that, you know, they're missing their bro. Like they don't get to hang out with them. They're not playing video games anymore because our bro over here wants to go, you know, hang out at the mall and do girly shopping stuff with them or whatever. So that's what I got from this teenager was the fact that they weren't supportive of, of his relationship anymore. and. It was that jealousy thing. And I think it really comes down to either a jealousy thing or, and I think you said this, we had a conversation, you know, a couple of weeks ago about fake friends and about how people want to hear all your issues and troubles and problems and things like that, but they don't want to hear your success. And so it goes back to a jealousy thing where, you know, if you're happy and they're not, then they don't support you in that. I think... Jealousy of friends doesn't necessarily mean that they're fake friends. Their friends are going to get jealous no matter, you know, not I should say no matter what, but you're going to have friends who get jealous, but over time they get over it. But I did have this one, which I thought was my friend. 
we would talk over the phone multiple times. A lot of times he would call me and he would just want to, you know, bitch about something. But I would listen to him, offer my advice. And then he got this new position and he started his new business. And then one day he told me on the phone, well, Tim, I really need to focus on my clients and who I spend time with. So I don't have that much time to talk to you anymore. And we've been like talking back and forth on a regular basis for like over a year. I'm like, oh, I thought we were friends. So what was I? I, <laughs> I don't even know. I was, I was just taken back. So I just stepped back, stopped communicating with this person. And like, that, it was just so weird. And that's just happened to me like, you know, maybe a, a year ago. Well, I think a lot of people, especially during the holiday time, like you said it in, you know, in the beginning, like, do I buy this person a present? You know, how close of a friend are they kind of a thing? I think right now in the holiday season, I see it a lot. People start evaluating relationships, not just friendships, but um, this, like I said, this whole last couple of weeks, a lot of my patients have been talking about, you know, friends. It's not even about a relationship. It's that they've been doing a lot of evaluation. And a lot of it is because if you think about it, we're going into a new year. So it's always the end of the year when, you know, we put time frames on things and we start looking back. So the holiday times, why people get depressed and everything is because they are reminiscing over this whole year. You know, did I accomplish anything? You know, who did I gain? Who did I lose? You know, so it's always a reflection towards the end of the year, you know, and setting up your new year goals. So that comes with evaluating the people in your life where sometimes it can be a significant other we're with or a friend that, you know, we've been kind of pulling the weight, especially one of my ones I had yesterday was saying that she's tired of doing this same routine with this friend. So this friend has been her friend since elementary school, you know, they're adults now, like into their forties, but they had this thing where they were going to do every month, a wine and cheese night. And so this has been happening where now she's reevaluating her life because she's single now. And now she wants to go out and do other things. And she's outgrown the wine and cheese night. And so when she brought it up to her friend, like, you know, I, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to go out. Like, let's go do something. And the friend was like, well, I, I don't want to do that. So now they're at this crossroads on, you know, well, she doesn't want to do this. I don't want to do this. So what do we do? And I said, well, you have to come to some kind of compromise, you know, maybe find out why she doesn't want to do it. Maybe there's something else you guys can do. But I think it's just the end of the year kind of thing where, you know, we reevaluate our lives. And like I said, our goals of what we've accomplished over the year. And, and I do that myself. But to really find out, like, is your friend fake or not? I think that changes, to be honest, because I had a best friend and she was my best friend. And I was there for her through her divorce, you know, rate, helped her raise her daughter, you know, as a single mom, like years of this, the minute she got with a guy who was like 10, 15 years younger than her, it was like, I don't even know you anymore. Like she reverted, like she was this high school kid. And then in the end, she stabbed me in the back for what, for this guy that you've known for like maybe like less than a year and we've been best friends this whole time. And then now this guy, everything I told her, like, hey, you really need to reevaluate this relationship. And now the guy did the same thing to her, cheated on her, is gone. And like, not even in her life anymore. And now we're not friends anymore. So it's like you gave up our best friendship, you know, stabbed me in the back for some guy, you know, and now what? Now you don't, you lost your best friend. So I don't think there really is ever a point where we see 
you know, red flags or we see like, you know, right, you know, we could be friends with them for so long and then all of a sudden something just happens. So it just depends on the circumstances, but trying to pinpoint, you know, who your fake friends really are, I mean, kind of goes, you know, it has its seasons, you know, that you go through. Um, and everybody goes through seasons of friendships, you know, it's just really looking at the red, it's like a relationship, you know, we see the red flags, but why is it that it's okay when we're driving down the freeway and we see these cones in the street, nobody plows through those cones and says, Hey, you know, I'm going to ignore it and go through it and end up in a ditch. But in our lives as humans, we see these red flags and we choose to either justify why we're going to accept these red flags and not go around them. So it's the same thing, friendship, relationship wise, you know, everything changes. Is there a way to identify if you're being used by a friend? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you're giving more to this friendship and you're not reciprocating the same kind of benefits, then it's a one-way street. You know, um, perfect example, if you're going out with a friend and you guys, you know, I don't care if you've been friends for one week or, you know, one year or however long it is, if you're constantly going out and you're paying for everything and this person's never offering to even leave a tip or whatever, and you're seeing that's a one-way street, then are they really along for your friend or are they really along for what you've been providing for them? Um, oh, that's kind of sounds like my wife when she was younger. <laughs> I paid for everything. I paid, she didn't pay for a damn thing. Oh, well, it's different. I mean, come on. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, I, it's I got you. Point, you know, but for me, like being in the industry, what I've noticed is I've had friends that ride my coattails because of what I'm doing or where I'm going. Like, oh, she's going to the red carpets. Oh, she's meeting this person. Oh, she's meeting that. And all of a sudden, like people were coming out of the woodworks wanting to be my friends, wanting to come to my birthday. I'll be honest, like my birthday party, there was like two, three years ago, there was friends that came out that I have not seen in like forever, but yet we're on social media together. You know, we, I've invited them to other things before and they don't show up. And all of a sudden, because I had this big birthday party with paparazzis and cameras and lights and red carpets and things like that. I was so overwhelmed when I walked in and saw these people that I'm like, oh, Hi, like, wow, what are you doing here? You know, I mean, yeah, obviously I invited him, but I invite you to every other thing and you didn't show up for any of these things. So I notice it more, you know, being where I'm at and what I'm doing in my life that, you know, who's really there. Um, and eventually they kind of fade out, you know, but it's funny to see when you have a big, huge event, you know, that consists of, of, of things, you know, that, you know, you're going to get caught in the public eye with, they show up for it. but you know, if I just have like a birthday party or something like that in my backyard, like I'm not going to be here. So I used to have like on Facebook, like probably close to 1500 friends and I cut so many people out, but late, even lately right now, I'm starting to get some more success, especially with my anti-bullying. And I like to talk about it. I like to share it. And maybe like two, three people would care about it. The only people that care about it is you now, my mother-in-law, and my wife. That's about it. You know, nobody cares about it. But if I post something, which I actually, I don't post anything negative about my life anymore. Um, but when I see people post negative stuff about, about their life, like my favorite one is they'll check into the hospital and they'll say, I don't want to talk about it. People will be like, oh, prayers for you, blah, 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 this. It's like people seem to, they like to engage with the negative more than they, more than they want to engage with the positive. That's true. And I 
just can't wrap my head around that. No. Besides posting kids' pics, I, I, I post kids. I post pics of my kids. You get like, you know, a ton of likes. But you post a success, you get no likes. Well, I mean, like, well, my, my three, my three, my three, my three usual. And my mother-in-law likes everything I post. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Hey, that's good. You're, you're, you're a step ahead of a lot of people when you have a mother-in-law that likes you, let alone likes all your stuff on Facebook. <laughs> so you're ahead of the game. You're doing something right there. <laughs> I guess. But no, it's the same thing. Like I said, you know, I dropped the magazine like a couple of days ago and all over, like all the social media stuff. And it's the same ones, which is like, you know, you and, you know, the ones that keep liking it. And I'm like, and then you look at the shares and, and you're right, though. But if I the minute I post something about, oh, I'm sick, I'm in the hospital next thing, you know, what's wrong? What's going on? You know, hope you're OK. Prayers you're like they you're right. They do. They engage more in not necessarily the negative stuff, but not the success stuff. And I, I don't know why that is, you know, um, other than a simple congratulations. Like sometimes I'll get that. Or I used to get it. Like if I post a picture, like the last event that I did and I posted pictures, I've got, you know, people coming, you know, commenting, oh my gosh, you look beautiful or, you know, whatever. But I even noticed, like even on that kind of stuff, people started dropping off and the usual ones that were doing it in the beginning and supporting me aren't even commenting on it anymore, you know? So I don't know if, I guess from what I, my perspective is, is like, they just get tired of seeing it and they almost maybe think like, you know, it's, uh, it's all about you all the time. And it, it is, it is all about. Well, that's why that's, that's your Facebook. That's your Facebook right. or Instagram. That, that's what you're not, I'm not going to post stuff about, I don't know my neighbor, which I don't know, by the way. But no, it, it's true. I think somebody, my daughter was the one who told me this, that, you know, she went to lunch with one of her friends. And, you know, again, these kids, you know, grew up with me. And I was like their second mom. And I employed, you know, a bunch of these kids along the way and groomed them and, and everything else. And one of her friends, she was really upset about because she said, yeah, she goes, I, she goes, I love your mom and everything. She's like, but everything is about her on Facebook. And everything is where she's going and what she's doing. And it's like, we just really don't care. And I'm like, what else am I going to post? Like you say, what am I going to post about? Yeah, obviously, like I post other things on there. I just posted my nephew last night who's in the hospital trying to survive. And he's a little, he's newborn, you know, so I post stuff like that. But it's like, yeah, I'm promoting something. And that's what we're doing. You know, when we're in the fields as entrepreneur, like, you know, unless you've got the big bucks, you know, you know, to hire somebody to do your, your big promos for you. We're, that's what we do. We advertise our businesses. We advertise ourselves. We brand ourselves. So of course we're not there to look at me, look at my accomplishments. That's not it. It's, Hey, you know, just want to make you aware, you know, we got this event coming up. I have this going on and you know, these are the things, you know, kind of building your brand up, but you know, people it's perception. And some people don't look at it like that. They think it's, Oh, there she goes bragging about herself again. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I am the least person to brag about myself. I'm promoting myself. Why is it wrong to brag about yourself? I, I guess, why is bragging even a bad thing? Because you go on Instagram and these people who have thousands, millions of followers, isn't that what they're doing? So that's funny that you said that because as a therapist, I'm promoting all the time self worth. And we've been, if you think about this, we have been trained and programmed since days and cultures and generations way back to not talk about ourselves. 
it's that stigma of like, it's bragging if you're talking about yourself. Now there's a difference when it's like you have self-love and you're confident with yourself. Like that's a difference than being arrogant about it. You know, it crosses that there's that fine line of arrogance and conceitedness, you know, where it's like, I'm not going to walk around and go, yeah, well, I'm, (laughs) I'm this and I have that, you know, that's a different thing than saying, you know, Hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm this, I'm that. And, you know, I help people. So it's a difference, but it's because if you really think about it, like I said, we were programmed. Don't talk about yourself. Like it's, it's a conceitedness thing. It's an arrogant thing. And it's not. And that's why a lot of people don't have self-love. They don't have self-worth because we were brought up not being able to love ourselves like that. It was, it was wrong if we thought positive about ourselves and talked about it. You know, it, it just was perceived wrong for generations and years and years and years. And now, you know, the, the, the stigmas change where now I'm promoting, no, you need to love yourself, be proud of yourself, empower yourself, you know? And now all of a sudden, like everybody's trying to empower everybody where we should have been empowered from the time that we were growing up, you know, and pushing our kids to say, no, be proud of you. You're unique. Like, absolutely. You know, but like I said, it, it's like anything in life, when you cross this border of arrogance and conceitedness, then that's where people are kind of like, yeah, they don't want to hear about you all the time. You know, they don't want to hear what you're doing because they don't have the same thing going on as you. If their life isn't as great as, you know, they want it to be, or they're in a miserable, having a miserable life, misery loves company. They don't want to hear somebody else's success. They don't want to keep hearing about you all the time. When you started your TV show, did your old friends you haven't heard from all of a sudden appear out of nowhere? Oh, yeah. Like, did they come back, wanted to be come back? Hey, you're doing a TV show. You're, what was that experience like? (laughs) I was, that was a year of my birthday party that, you know, when I started branding myself and like getting out there, that was the big birthday party we did that year. And that's why I said like, everybody was, I mean, I'm talking like friends from like high school that I have on Facebook, but we don't even talk like that anymore showed up for this. And I was like, wow, like, oh my God, you're here you know, because they heard about it. And so, yeah, oh no, they were coming out of the woodworks. And then it's funny, we had another TV taping for uh, the other reality show that I was doing, Keeping Up With Kim. And so when I would announce like, oh, this is what we're doing, you know, we're taping for this. These people were coming out that I'm not even friends with. They were just associates, or maybe we went to a couple parties together, would show up. And it just, it always threw me off. But then where are they at now? I don't even talk to those people anymore. So yeah, they, they come out when they knew I was doing stuff. Um, or if I would post something with like a bigger name or something like that, they were like, Oh my God, you got to take me on set with you. Just like when I did this last event, uh, the Gary Sinise event that I went to, everybody was texting me like, Hey, how come you didn't invite me to that event? Like, we're not even friends like that. Why? I don't invite you to any of my other events. Like, but why is it so big? You want to go to this one? And Wait. oh, I'll be your plus one. And you know, <laughs> you were able to invite somebody. I didn't know about that. No, I wasn't. That's why I thought it was funny. Like, you know, they were all hitting me up to invite. I'm like, I was invited. Like, I I couldn't even bring a plus one. I was somebody else's plus. I was my PR's plus one. So, but no, it it depends. And they kind of pick and choose. Like on my Facebook, when I say, oh, I'm attending this. That's why I, if, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I don't write it ahead of time. Now what I'm attending when it's a big event, because I get those ones that are on there saying, Oh, you know, take me, you know, even though they're kidding or not, whatever, like you'll see like friends come out of the woodwork where it's like, you know, we follow each other. So we know the same people, you know, whether we know them or not, 
you see the same repetitive people on there. But then all of a sudden, when you post something big like that, and you start seeing like, well, I've never seen this person comment on her stuff before. It's because, you know, it's something bigger. That makes sense because I know the time this podcast comes out, this event's already been happening. It's already happened. I know you have a huge event coming up well, that you're attending on Sunday. And you don't say a word about it on Facebook. Besides, you told me about it and who's going to be there. My jaw just dropped because I'm like totally jealous. <laughs> and, and you knew the person and I didn't. <laughs> And hopefully that person comes to your event because yeah. I would that would just make my day. No, it, and it is. Like I said, like I could post like film festivals that I'm going to or, you know, I'm supporting my friends who are producers, independent producers or independent actors. I post that up there and nobody cares. You know, nobody comments on it. They, they'll like it or not, you know. But the minute I post, you know, I went to that Gary Sinise thing. It was like, oh, my God. Like you didn't invite me to that event. Like I don't invite you to the other stuff. And if I do invite you, you don't show up to those anyway. Because like I said, I'm that type of person where if it's something that, you know, I can bring people to in order to open event. And you know, like I have that event coming up on the 15th of December. That's a big so and I've been posting that, like, hey everybody, you know, we're gonna be here, you know, whatever. They don't come to it. But I guarantee you, I name drop some big names, and next thing you know, it's like I gotta get tickets at. Oh, how can I get there? You know, it's all about who's there and like it, it doesn't benefit them. If it's somebody they're interested in, you know, they'll show up. But like for me, I mean, I'm just me. I'm still like trying to brand my own self. Discovering who fake friends are sounds like it's gonna be more of a challenge. Right. You gotta kind of sit back, take a look. What have you done? What have they done? It seems kind of childish, though, too. Like you didn't do this. But at the same time, I don't want to get used by somebody. But let's talk positive. What? How do you make a new friend? Like, is there a process to it? If you if you met somebody, like we became friends, and it seemed like it just happened naturally. Yes, that was just like a natural thing. But you see somebody, you want to become their friend. How do you approach that person? I think, well, and that answer is different for everybody. I mean, because not everybody's like me, and I can only speak from you know for me like you and I we hit it off because you know we have the same common goals we have the same drive we have the same things that we're trying to reach and so for you I'm like I love what you're doing and I appreciated you having me on the show and you know you've had way bigger names that I'm not even a household name I'm not even a neighbor name at all <laughs> to be honest but the fact that you know you reached out and had me on your show I appreciated that so that's why I, for me I was like, I want to reciprocate for you because I have this event that I feel, you know, goes in alignment with what you're trying to do. And, you know, same thing with, you know, our couple other mutual friends. And so I'm just a genuine person. If I feel like I said, I'm always at one, if I can see somebody and help, you know, make them have something beneficial. I don't think I even worded this right. But if I see somebody or like for you, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, you could benefit from doing this. You help me out. I want to help you out. And again, it's about bringing each other up and supporting each other. And then it just kind of happened, you know, where I've made this connection with other people, you know, from other shows that I've done or whatever. And we're those, those, I'm not going to say friends, we're those people where we acknowledge each other on Facebook or on social media, but I don't have these conversations or we had these conversations in the beginning and it lasted for like, maybe like the momentum was like there for a couple of days and then they just kind of, you know, flew off. And then it's like, if I'm having to chase a conversation all the time or I'm having to chase somebody, then, yeah. you know, eventually at some point I just kind of give up. 
do people just like naturally being alone and they don't want any friends? I don't believe that. I think a lot of it, though, if you think about this, especially being entrepreneurs and being in a different stance than, you know, most of our friends, you know, or whatever, they just might feel either inferior or intimidated or they don't have anything to talk to us about. Like they don't have anything in common with us where we have something in common to talk about all the time because we're in the same field, you know, we're doing the same things. But if you take our friends that aren't in this industry that just have a nine to five job that maybe even work at a grocery store and we say, Hey, you know, how was your day? Like, what are they going to talk about? Oh yeah. You know, customers came through, you know, whatever. So I don't think it's that they feel you know, whatever, I think it's, they might feel like, well, we don't have anything in common anymore to talk about. Um, and that happens with relationships too. Like, you know, we start out one way, you know, together. And then when one person reaches their goal and it goes a different direction and the other person stays stagnant, stagnant, then it's like, what do you guys really have to talk about anymore? And so, and I found that out. So that really won't be called, I mean, can that be called a fake friend? That person just has a goal with you once that's No, I don't think it's a fake friend. I just think it's that they just realize you guys don't have a common interest anymore. And so if they see you have this glamorous life, you know, and you're doing all this stuff, well, then they start feeling like inferior to like, well, I have nothing to talk to them about that. They feel not because of me. Like, I don't care if somebody worked at the grocery store and they were my friend and told me about the customers and stuff like that, I'm still that friend. But other people don't feel the same way. Like, well, she's got this glamorous life with these celebrities and doing this stuff that, you know, my, the stuff I do is just irrelevant to her. And she might think like I'm nobody or whatever. And so it's something within themselves that make them, you know, not want to respond back. Sometimes I'll be honest, like, I feel like, you know, I'm that bad friend because I have friends who text me. And I think for me, what I've realized is they gave up you know, and it's not because I, I don't want to talk to him or anything. It's just, I'm so busy and like, I have patience all day long and then I have, you know, things going on at night. And so I know a lot of my friends just gave up on me, you know, thinking like, I've had one person tell me, oh, well, you forgot the little people. No, I didn't. I never forget that. It's just, I can't text back if I'm, you know, or, you know, you've texted me if I'm with somebody and I'll yeah. say, Hey, I'm with a patient, you know, can't talk. And I do the same thing, but People for, and then I had a friend really get mad at me. You never respond back to me. You never call me back. You never do this because you don't understand my life. Like just because I'm done with a patient doesn't mean I don't have another one. Doesn't mean that I can't, I have to eat, you know? And you know this for a fact that every day I'm like, I have patients from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., no break in between. So at 8 p.m., my first thought is, hey, not let me call everybody back is I need to eat, you know? So by that time, you know, it's like nine o'clock. And then by that time I check out. So it's no offense to any of my friends, you know? Um, but I've gotten chewed out so many times from my friends that they just gave up. And now I just realized thinking about this and saying this, there's a couple of them that don't even text me and talk to me anymore. And it makes me feel bad. And I hope they know. And I hope if you guys do watch this, what I'm talking about, like, it's not you guys. It's just my life is so busy. It doesn't mean I don't have time for you. It just means I don't even have time for myself. And when I do have that time for myself, I need to do something for myself, like eat, like sleep, you know, and things like that. So it's, like I said, it's made me feel like I'm a bad friend at sometimes too, but it's not that we're fake friends or we have fake friends. We just don't know what their life consists of and what they're going through 
you know, um, why they don't want to respond back or why they don't talk to us. So, Kimberly, before we go, any words of advice on fake friends versus real friends? Yes, Tim. So it's just important to note that everyone makes mistakes and occasionally laughs in communication or support, but it doesn't necessarily mean that someone is a fake friend. However, patterns of negative behavior over time may indicate that a friendship is not genuine or healthy. So you just have to trust your instincts and prioritize relationships that bring positivity, mutual support, and authenticity into your life. Kimberly, thank you so much for coming back on my show. And I understand you have a pretty large event coming up. What's that event and who's attending? So I have our Voices Heard Summit coming up February 23rd through the 25th. Uh, It's going to be in the city of Long Beach, California. And it's basically a, a weekend summit that goes along with the magazine issue that I just dropped, Voices Heard, which is centered around the Gen Zs and the challenges that they go through with bullying, depression, you know, things like that. So they're going to be our major guest speakers there along with, we have Sean Kanan, who's Mike Barnes from uh, Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. Um, Also Deacon Sharp from Bold and the Beautiful will be one of our featured guest speakers. We also have author, a huge motivational speaker, Greg Reed, that's going to be there as well. Keith Hale, who's a big motivational speaker, and also has, um, he's a CEO for I'mVulnerable.org. And um, we're just constantly adding like speakers and yourself, you know, we've got Tim Flynn yeah, who's, that's going to be who's not a speaker. You got the best speaker right here in the house who's coming out for it. I have a coach. I have a coach teaching me how to speak. Yeah. <laughs> but and, you got a good coach. <laughs> he's, he's, he is a hard ass. Yeah. No, I I work with them. I know. Like you and I have that mutual, you know, coach in common. So you just have them on it. But I love them. I love them we all love them. But yeah, so we have we have a lot of things going. We're constantly adding to the list. Um, and again, the event is to get more resources out to the public and teach them self-love and teach them, you know, what we were instilled to not talk about ourselves and not be proud of who we are. Um, empowerment. Um, we've got to get the minds right of this generation because at the end of the day, like we're putting our hands in them when, you know, we get older. Kim, I love it. I look forward to seeing you out there in a couple of months at the energy wellness summit. I will post the link in the website to order tickets here in the show notes. Thank you. Or you'll see it right here on YouTube, the YouTube link. Kimberly, thank you again for coming on. I hope you have a great day. Thank you as well, Tim. Bye. And for myself, you can always find us at our very own website, which is www.breakingbullying.com. You can also reach out to us at our email address. If you have a story of your own bullying to share, or for whatever reason you want to get a hold of us, our email address is breakbullyinghere at gmail.com. Now, if you're a victim of bullying and you don't know where to turn, there is online resources to help you. The first is the government's very own anti-bullying website, and the address is www.stopbullying.gov. And other online resource is www.pacer.org backslash bullying. Now, if you have had thoughts of suicide or of self-harm, we implore you to stop. Reach out to the National Suicide Hotline. That number is very simple. It's 988. I'm Tim Flynn, and thank you for listening. And we will be back next week to continue the conversation to break the silence on bullying.